reading from Human Nature in its Fourfold State by Thomas Boston. The fall of man, the corruption of the affections. Men love darkness, John 3 verse 19. Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, 2 Timothy 3 verse 4. The affections are corrupted. The unrenewed man's affections are wholly disordered and distempered. Dares the unruly horse that either will not receive or violently runs away with the rider. So man's heart naturally is a mother of abominations, Mark 7 verse 21. Or from within, out of men's hearts come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. The natural man's affections are wretchedly misplaced. He is a spiritual monster. His heart is where his feet should be, fixed on the earth. His heels are lifted up against heaven, which his heart should be set on. His face is towards hell, his back towards heaven, and therefore God calls him to turn. He loves what he should hate, and hates what he should love. He joys in what he ought to mourn for, and mourns for what he should rejoice in. He glories in his shame, and is ashamed of his glory. He abhors what he should desire, desires what he should abhor, Proverbs 2, verses 13 and 15. To hit the point indeed, it's Caiaphas did in another case, who cried out against the apostles, it's men that turn the world upside down, Acts 17, verse 6. For that is the work which the gospel has to do in the world, where sin has put all things so out of order that heaven lies under and earth on top. If the unrenewed man's affections be set on lawful objects, then they are either excessive or defective. Lawful enjoyments of the world have sometimes too little but mostly too much of them. Either they get not their due, or if they do, it is a measure pressed down and running over. Spiritual things have always too little of them. In a word, they are never right, only evil. Now here is a threefold cord against heaven and holiness not easily to be broken. A blind mind, a perverse will, and disorderly distempered affections. The mind, swelled with self-conceit, says a man should not stoop. The will, opposite to the will of God, says he will not. And the corrupt affections, rising against the Lord in offense of the corrupt will, say he shall not. Thus a poor creature stands out against God and goodness until a day of power comes in which he is made a new creature. Next, the corruption of the conscience. The conscience is corrupt and defiled. To those who are defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure. In fact, both their mind and conscience are defiled. That is 1 verse 15. Conscience is an evil eye, which fills one's mind with much darkness and confusion, being naturally unable to do its office until the Lord, by letting in new light to the soul, awakens a conscience. It remains sleepy and inactive. Conscience can never do its work, but according to the light it has to work by, 
therefore, seeing a natural man cannot spiritually discern spiritual things, 1 Corinthians 2 verse 14, the conscience naturally is quite useless in that point, being cast into such a deep sleep, which nothing but saving illumination from the Lord can set it on work in that matter. Delight of the natural conscience in good and evil, sin and duty, is very defective. Therefore, though it may check for grosser sins, yet to the more subtle workings of sin, it cannot check them, because it does not discern them. Thus, conscience will fly in the face of many, if at any time they are drunk, swear, neglect prayer, or are guilty of any gross sin who otherwise have a profound peace, though they live in the sin of unbelief, and are strangers to spiritual worship and a life of saving faith. Natural light being but faint and languishing in many things which it reaches, conscience in that case shoots like a stitch in one side, which quickly goes off. Its incitements to duty and checks for, and struggles against sin, are very remiss, which a natural man easily gets over. But because there is a false light and a dark mind, the natural conscience following the same will call evil good and good evil. Isaiah 5 verse 20. So conscience is often like a blind and furious horse, which violently runs down himself, his rider, and all that comes in his way. John 16 verse 2. Whoever kills you will think that he does God's service. When the natural conscience is awakened by the spirit of conviction, it will indeed rage and roar, and put the whole man in a dreadful consternation, awfully summon up all the powers of the soul to help and estrate, make the stiff heart to tremble, and the knees to bow, set the eyes weeping, the tongue confessing, and oblige a man to cast out the goods into the sea, which he apprehends are likely to sink the ship of the soul, though the heart still goes after them. Yet, it is an evil conscience which naturally leads to despair, and will do it effectually as in Judas's case, unless either lust prevail over it, to lull it asleep, as in the case of Felix, Acts 24-25, or the blood of Christ prevail over it, sprinkling and purging it from dead works as in the case of all true converts, Hebrews 9.14 and 10.22. The memory is also corrupted. Even the memory bears evident marks of sin and corruption. What is good and worthy to be remembered makes but slender impression, so that impression easily wears off. The memory, the leaking vessel, lets it slip. It's a sieve that is full when in the water, lets all go when it is taken out just so is a memory with respect to spiritual things. But how does a memory retain what ought to be forgotten? Sinful things so bear in themselves upon it, that though men would sincerely have them out of mind, yet they stick there like glue. However forgetful men are in other things, it is hard to forget an injury. So the memory often furnishes new fuel to old lusts, makes men in old age remember the sins of their youth, but presents them again to the mind with delight, which thereupon returns to his former lusts, 
Thus, a memory is like a riddle, which lets through the pure grain and keeps a refuse. Thus far, the corruption of the soul, the mind, will, and affections, conscience, and memory.